It's Big Week on Tumblr for the week of June 20th, 2022. Can you believe it's been over 17 years since Avatar The Last Airbender first aired? You'd never be able to tell by looking at our trending page this week. Not only was the animated series the number one click topic twice in a row this week, it appears seemingly out of nowhere all the time, simply because fans love it that much, and new fans are discovering it every day. This week though, Avatar fans got some big news when Nickelodeon announced it was partnering with Paramount to release three entire new animated Avatar films over the next four years centered around Avatar's Kyoshi and Korra as well as Zuko. To say fans are thrilled would be a massive understatement. Avatar The Last Airbender awards Yuko knows how to chill and everything's over in like five episodes. The Avatar The Last Airbender tag even beat out Tumblr faves like Supernatural and Spy X Family, which is no small feat. We can't wait to see where the 2000 series will land on next week's Week in Review and TV Shows lists. Maybe we'll even see an appearance or three on the movies list. Until then, we'll await more news on the upcoming films with bated breath. Your favorite numbered siblings are back for an action-packed third season of The Umbrella Academy, and somehow all of Tumblr has watched every episode already? That being said, you can bet that the show tag, and maybe even your own dashboard, is likely full of spoilers, so don't forget to filter your tags. Tumblr loves The Umbrella Academy for so many reasons. Created by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance? Check. Cast of lovable characters? Double check. With crazy powers? Triple check. The previous two seasons were both super popular with our users, and the new season bumped that up a notch with the introduction of new characters, an epic dance battle, and a blushing flying cube, plus a new power for Klaus which fans of Robert Sheehan's character on Misfits might find familiar. Only Klaus could die 56 times and not notice. Fans also finally got to experience Victor's coming out firsthand, and they can't stop talking about his siblings' reactions via text posts and gift sets. The Umbrella Academy was the most clicked topic the day after the third season's release by a long shot. It blew Obi-Wan Kenobi out of the water, even after that show's explosive latest episode. We had no idea that bears could swarm, but according to the number one game on Tumblr right now, they can and they're everywhere. Interactive and horror are some of Tumblr's favorite genres, and so it should come as no surprise that The Quarry popped to the top of everyone's list almost immediately after its release. The tag is super active right now and filled with fan art and gift sets depicting all of the different choices offered to players. The diverse cast of characters have also caught fans' attention, especially those who love a good ship. Ryan and Dylan, affectionately dubbed Dryan, are the Kalir favorites, and we expect the pairing to pop up on our ships list in the near future. Poor you headcanon. Not a single one of those counselors have ever seen a literal, actual, honest-to-God bear in their lives. The quarry has been a consistent presence on our trending page over the past week and a half, and was one of the most quick topics starting on the 14th, just four days after the game was released. It also made an impressive debut on our video games list at number one. We're still not totally sure what the game is about, but we think there's werewolves and that makes perfect sense for Tumblr.
So we have a very special guest today, Caitlin Tiffany, whose new book, Everything I Need I Get From You, about One Direction and how fangirls made the internet is out now. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Um, How are you doing? How has it been to have your book finally out in the world? It's been really great. I love seeing it in giant piles on tables and <laughs> and on Tumblr. That's like the most fun place to see it, actually. Um, and also pretend sometimes the scariest place to see it because I know that the people who are posting it there actually know what's what. Yeah. Have people been posting on Tumblr about the book? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean... I like I I think I'm still waiting for like more of the One Direction fandom to to start reading but I have seen it like start to pop up on Tumblr and Twitter more so on Twitter I guess right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Yeah, I know there are a lot of like excerpts that I can imagine like will have a long life. So what is your Tumblr story? I mean like I know in your book you mainly talk about the One Direction community on Tumblr. Um, but did you join Tumblr to participate in that community or, or were you on it beforehand? Um, yeah, I joined Tumblr to participate in the, uh, <laughs> I was going to do an ominous sound effect, but maybe that's irritating. The alt lit community. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so basically I was like in college, sort of a, sort of a, you know, loner uh girl who wanted to be an English major but was in Mm -hmm. farm college because my dad said being an English major was impractical (laughs) um and really wanted to be involved in like some kind of literary scene Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was happening on Tumblr at the time um I didn't actually become involved in the literary scene because I'm like was not really I was more of a lurker I would sometimes write like really really bad miniature essays that I have since obliterated from the internet um that like five people would see but that's why I was there I was there to like read Towlin uh-huh regrettably <laughs> <laughs> um and then when about did you find that first fandom community on Tumblr like right when One Direction sort of kicked off Um, no. So I, I was like really not an online teenager at all. Um, this was more like when I was in college, so it would have been like 2013. Mm -hmm. And basically like I went to see the One Direction documentary with my younger sisters, having no idea what One Direction was, um, thought they were really charming. And then I, one of my really close friends from high school, was super into One Direction fandom Tumblr. So Mm -hmm. that's how I kind of started to realize that there was a whole like world around One Direction on the internet because I was following her and she was retweeting all or reblogging all of this stuff, Um, like memes and GIF sets and whatever else. And there was just like such a rich um, lore around it. I found that really fascinating. Plus like there's just so much video of these boys that could be cut up into gifs it just felt like the options were kind of limitless it's not like modern day taylor swift fandom where you're like fighting for one blurry paparazzi photo every six months or whatever 
Yeah, yeah. That that's really important is having that raw material. Um, yeah. So the book is incredible. Like I loved it. I'm recommending it to all my friends. I'll recommend it to everybody and anybody who's listening to this. Um, but what was your initial inspiration for writing it? Like, why did you decide like this is something that deserves to have a whole book written about it? Yeah, I think this is probably like sort of like common um, with like, (laughs) I don't know, people my age who are doing their first books. It's kind of like, well, um, I've been writing in the same set of themes and in this same space on the internet now for what feels like a significant chapter of my adult life. Like I started working at The Verge when I was 21 and was writing about Tumblr and fandom. And it's really like been a through line across all of the places I've worked. And even though I obviously knew there were a lot of really great writers in the fandom space that I was personally following, I still felt like fandom like hadn't gotten enough broader, broad, like mainstream attention as a cultural phenomenon, Um, especially in this like time period when it felt like people were really ready to think seriously about the internet and, um, you know, everyone wanted to understand all of these different like male dominated subcultures that felt very politically relevant or, um, maybe dangerous and, and fandom, I think still was kind of being, you know, people cared about it in entertainment reporting, um, the sort of business aspect of it, internet culture reporters cared about it, but I just like, didn't see, I hadn't read like a, a mainstream, like, uh, you know, popular press book about it. And I just felt like it was this, this thing that I saw everywhere, like affecting so many kinds of conversation, um, that it was like a good time to do it. And then One Direction, I think just like presented a good opportunity for me to do it like through the only lens that I was familiar with. I loved how you, unlike anything else I've ever read, uh, especially no book that I've ever read has really taken the time to track down these individual Tumblr posts and memes and users and talk to the users and the people who were there to try and get to the bottom of these super, super different and interesting stories. Like what was your research method? Just like doing a bunch of reach outs. Were there any people that you, you couldn't get a hold of that you wish that you could? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people I couldn't get a hold of just because like some of these tumblers were almost a decade old. So Mm -hmm. even like, even if people were still on Tumblr, even if they were still Tumblr users, they might not be using that blog at all anymore. So there were a lot of dead ends. Um, a lot of people, uh, I put out like a Google form just asking for fans who wanted to be interviewed. So a lot of people came to the, to be interviewed that way. But as far as like the specific tumble, Tumblr figures, most of them I had to reach out to directly. Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was basically just like doing my regular job, you know, that was kind yeah. of like the easy part, like making lists of people that would be like so great to talk to. Um, kind of the harder part was figuring out how to represent those conversations in a book because, um, both like you're describing memes visual, like right. <laughs> without having a visual aid or being able to link to anything is like, is, ki- is kind of challenging. And then um, it's also just sort of a different thing to ask people to have their stuff from their Tumblr be like in this book forever. Um, so a lot of people I, I, who I quoted, I um, 
like didn't give the name of their blogs even in the notes um, just because they uh, either they didn't want to or they didn't respond to my message. So I just like opted to default towards that so that there would be some level of, of like, I feel like that was a good balance between sort of respecting the, the feeling, the private feeling of Tumblr. Like I think people feel that it's a little bit more secluded, especially if it's something you posted 10 years ago and forgot about, but, um, but it also like is on the internet. So like journalistically I'm, you know, able to quote it, but yeah, that was, um, that was really fun and, and sometimes frustrating to kind of like dig through the ruins of like 10 year old internet culture and try to like find the kind of like rugged survivors who still remembered everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's, I mean, and it was totally worth it. It's incredible, an incredible portrait of a sort of bygone scene. Um, Sort of the reverse of that question. Was there anything that you like, found or you you wrote about that you had to leave out because maybe it was like a little too arcane or like in jokey um I guess like especially with the with the Larry Stylinson and the baby gate chapters because those theories were so complicated it became like pretty tempting to explain them in a lot of minute detail and I feel I think I cut probably 3,000 words from those chapters yeah um and and also you know when all of that stuff was unfolding the drama and the conflict was so complicated I had to kind of hold myself back from really going down that rabbit hole um just because a reader isn't necessary a reader doesn't necessarily need to know about like every minute spat in order to understand like this caused conflict like this divided the fandom in this way absolutely um so now that this project is out in the world do you have like an idea or like thoughts about like what your next book is gonna be like are you gonna keep do you want to keep writing in like the digital culture like fandom space or do you want to like branch out and do something different with your next project yeah um I think I I think I want to do something that has nothing to do with the internet next. Um, just to like try something new as a writer and reporter, I think it would be like something that is more like historical, like research intensive. Yeah. Um, and hopefully something that would get me out of my apartment a little bit. Um, for this book, it was convenient that I didn't have to leave my house because I was writing it during the pandemic. But it would be nice to to run around a bit next time yeah absolutely well absolutely looking forward to that um thank you so much for for coming on the podcast caitlin it was great talking to you yeah thank you so much that's it for big week on tumblr who knows maybe what you're posting about right now will be the subject of a best-selling book in about a decade so get excited for that Thank you.